It's Thursday, February 5th, 2015. Coal is not good for humanity, just as Tony Abbott is not good for the planet. Ouch. Australia's climate-denying prime minister takes a drubbing. This is the highest number I've had in, in all my career, 29-year career. Record number of baby sea lions washing ashore in California. BP's missing oil has been found at the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico. Plus, the first presidential warning on global warming was issued 50 years ago. All of those warnings and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. You know, there is still a debate on... Uh, climate change. But there is no debate on the fact that the Koch brothers really got their money's worth when they invited Joe Scarborough to spend the week with them in Palm Springs. Am I right, liberal MSNBC? This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, Joe Scarborough, the former Republican congressman with a three-hour morning show on that quote-unquote liberal MSNBC, he has been on a roll. Earlier this week, he called people who oppose the Keystone XL pipeline science deniers, yep. and now he's pretending there's some huge debate about global warming. It pays off when you're a Koch brother and you invite these media guys out to spend time with you, doesn't it? Apparently. They should try inviting me out for a free weekend. I'd go. Yeah, that'll happen. Can I be bought? Maybe. <laughs> what do you have for us today, Des? <laughs> well, first, Pope Francis will address a joint session of Congress in September, the first pope in U.S. history to do so. Now, this is a big deal, not just because he's the first pope to do so, but because he is very likely to push Congress to act on climate change as part of a plan to pressure governments to commit to an ambitious U.N. climate treaty in Paris in December. Remember when Republicans used to like the pope? Bad news for Australia's right-wing climate change-denying Prime Minister Tony Abbott. His party lost big in a statewide referendum to subsidize coal this week. In the run-up to the election, Green Party leader Christine Milne slammed Abbott. Coal is not good for humanity, just as Tony Abbott is not good for the planet when we're talking about global warming. Voters in Queensland this week chose to protect the Great Barrier Reef and reject Abbott's scheme to sell off some of Australia's assets to private developers in order to subsidize more coal export infrastructure. Abbott appears to be in real political trouble. And this is after he came aboard only about a year ago and immediately canceled Australia's landmark carbon tax. But this is to be expected. Here's Tony Abbott back in 2011 denying reality. We've had, uh, if anything, cooling global temperatures over the last decade. He was completely wrong. And right. then he goes on to describe people like you, Desi Doyne, as climate catastrophists. Yeah, well, he's also not paying attention to the catastrophe of Australia's coal exports. China is already cutting back hugely on its purchase of coal from Australia and is now going even further. A Chinese government official announced this week China is launching the first stages of its national carbon cap and trade system. It'll begin with capping emissions in carbon-intensive industrial sectors. Is it too harsh or is it too ironic to call fossil fuel lovers like Tony Abbott dinosaurs at this point? 
warming oceans may be the culprit behind the record number of malnourished and sick baby sea lions washing up on the shores of California. 275 baby sea lions have been rescued in just the last month, according to the director of Marine Animal Rescue, Peter Wallerstein, on CBS News. It's a red flag to, to, for the scientists to find out what's going on with them. Several studies have found that record high ocean temperatures are driving bait fish, the sea lion's primary food source, into deeper, colder waters where the baby sea lions can't get to them. The missing oil from BP's catastrophic spill five years ago was not dispersed. It was not cleaned up. It has instead settled to the bottom of the gulf like an oily bathtub ring on the sea floor. Researchers from Florida State University estimate about 10 million gallons of crude oil from the 2010 spill have settled on the seafloor. It's roughly the size of Rhode Island, and it's still threatening wildlife and marine ecosystems. Finally, Sunday, February 8th, marks the 50th anniversary of an official special message from President Lyndon Johnson to Congress warning about the dangers of global warming. Fifty years ago, Johnson told Congress, quote, this generation has altered the composition of the atmosphere on a global scale through radioactive materials and a steady increase in carbon dioxide from the burning of fossil fuels. Really? Yes, that message was the first time a U.S. president officially warned of the risk of fossil fuel carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Since Johnson's warning, 50 years ago, world annual average temperatures have gone up one degree Fahrenheit and CO2 levels have gone up 25 percent. I had no idea that Johnson tied together carbon dioxide and global warming 50 years ago. Who, who made that discovery? That was the folks at dailyclimate.org. Well, well done, guys. For much more on that and all of the other stories we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Please consider a donation when you stop by. Find us and follow us on the Facebook and the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report.